catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. In 2019, Nigeria renamed the Ministry of Communications to the Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy. This expanded the ministry's schedule to include the digital economy mandate and the development of the country's digital economy, which will facilitate the diversification of the economy. Among the priorities assigned to the Federal Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy is the development and implementation of a digital economy policy and strategy for Nigeria. The Digital Economy Policy and Strategy document is based on the Federal Ministry's eight pillars for the acceleration of the national digital economy for a digital Nigeria. Now, these eight pillars are, you know, developmental regulation, digital literacy and skills, solid infrastructure, service infrastructure, digital services development and promotion, soft infrastructure, digital society and emerging technologies, and indigenous content development and adoption. Notice that first on the pillars that this plan is built upon is developmental regulation. Now, this is central to startups in Nigeria because it has been a pain point for many startups in the country. In this episode, we'll be chatting with Oswald Osareti Gubadia, the lead for the Nigerian Startup Bill and the SSA to Nigeria's President on Digital Transformation. Now, the Nigeria Startup Bill has garnered support from both tech and political stakeholders in the country, with its many potentials to scale the efforts of the startup ecosystem in Nigeria. And today we're asking... How can the Nigeria Startup Bill help speed up Nigeria's transition to a digital economy? Welcome, um, Mr. Oswald Osaretim Gubadia. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm fine. Now, let's start with an idea of or an understanding of what the idea digital economy is all about. What are the main concepts of uh, digital economy? How do we know that we have achieved um, a digital economy? So, uh, you know, when you say digital economy, there's a task. And the other one is the uh, financial part of it where it adds value um, to the economy at large. Um, so what's now happened is that the, the process of digitizing simple tasks or digitizing the activities that we do has now led, has now led to uh, creating you know, uh, different ventures and businesses that now have an impact in the economy. Um, as you can see from the, uh, the recent um, numbers that came out from our Bureau of Statistics that, um, that we, we you know that the, the, the digital economy has added about 18%. Uh, to the economy for, for 2022. So you can see the impact of these diff different business ventures on the economy. But, you know, not everything that is digitized actually uh, is actually a direct impact on the economy. Some things are just making things easier and making life life easier using technology. So how, how would Nigeria's economy benefit from this transformation, you know, the digital transformation? Well, so, you know, this is the fastest growing uh, area in the economy in the world. And most, uh, most climates that we admire have started taking very serious steps or have long started taking serious steps towards digitizing um, first their people uh, through uh, you know, uh, digital citizenry and digitizing a number of activities that their, their citizens uh, partake in a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, in a place like Nigeria and Africa, we have a lot of needs, a lot of things that still need to be done, which presents the, the great opportunity. So when you look at it from a from a business standpoint or from a from an impact standpoint, we see that we, we have, as we say in Nigeria, we have the yam and the knife, right? So we have basically the, the requirements, the needs, 
the things that need to be done. And we also have the market, right? So we have over, you know, close to 200, well, over 200 million uh, citizens as, as, as the last numbers they've shown. I think it's close to 218. Basically that, you know, the entire world and mostly climates that we admire have long started programs to put a focus on uh, digital, the digital economy. Um, one of the key things for Nigeria and Africa as a whole is that we have a lot of needs, a lot of things that need to be done still. And um, that presents an opportunity to develop ventures to solve those problems. We have a lot of problems that need to be solved and they can be solved digitally. Uh, what makes our situation even more interesting is the fact that we have both the, the needs and we also have the market in the sense of the population, um, in the sense of our young people who can create these ideas and also the market in general, they can, they can uh, utilize these ideas. So we sort of have the yam and the knife. Um, in the sense that we have the market and the, the also the, 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 the need. Mm. So how what's the place of the Nigeria Startup Bill in helping to fast track this transition to a digital economy or the digital transformation? So one of the key things that the Startup Bill, um, you know, in its in its uh, when it was first the pro program was first started was to create an enabling environment. Uh, for uh, tech-enabled businesses in Nigeria. Um, and, you know, since then, we've, we've had a lot of things that we've learned through the whole process and a lot of uh, research that we've done just looking at other climates where, you know, uh, policy, you know, is, has gone to a point of maturity that you don't really notice it anymore. It's just in the background working. Um, of recent, I was asked a question quite similar to this, and what I remember saying there was, uh, what's the difference between, you know, um, Silicon Valley, Silicon Alley, uh, Miami, and San Antonio. Um, all these uh, cities have you know, great infrastructure. Um, they, have, uh, they have requirements, uh, they have needs, they have problems to solve, and they have people. Um, but why would, it, why would a business decide uh, which of these you know, cities they want to locate its business? And what really drives that is uh, policies, right? Policies and legislature, how the legislature is positioned uh, helps create the, the the right mix using the resources that are available in that in that area and the kind of people that are available in that area to be able to make you know um, help uh, ventures become you know uh, impactful or value creators. So you know the Nigerian Startup Bill you know is, is in a sense as a document is a is a um, is a document based on collaboration and engagement. And the idea is really to bring all sides of the ecosystem together to be able to um, iron out the different areas that the potential uh, linkage breakages. We have a lot of linkage breakages between education and, and the startup uh, pipeline for resources, uh, between education, between uh, the startup businesses and, and, and research, uh, between government and startup and startups itself. Those linkages are all broken. The idea is to ensure those linkages continue to grow uh, so that the ecosystems can create the right amount of value that Nigeria has the potential of doing. Mm. Now, the potentials of this bill is mind-blowing. Uh, but something else that comes to the mind of Nigerians is we have a lot of laws and we have a lot of regulations that are really, really beautiful and really, really good. But how do we see through it? I mean, the implementation process, ensuring that, you know, the implementation is also sustainable across governments. That's an excellent question. And the answer is actually in your question, right? Um, Nigerians, right? So a bill, um, a policy is just paper, right? It's, it's, it's just words on paper. Um, it, it, it can be written in a way that is, is beneficial, 
um, and can be used to do different things. What actually makes a bill come to life or when it becomes an act or any policy come to life is people, right? And that's why earlier on I said that the bill is the, the, the fun, fundamental core of the bill is, is collaboration and the way the bill is written is for collaboration and engagement. Um, I can I can state categorically that the Nigerian startup bill will not be successful without members of the ecosystem being involved, without Nigerians being involved and taking ownership of every single provision in that bill. Otherwise it just it just be to the wayside, right? We have to demand that the bill is implemented and we have to participate in the process to ensure that it's implemented right. Um, like I've said, there's a number of seeds in that in that bill that are being planted. Um, once it becomes an act, that would create that enabling environment that we desire. But we have to participate in the process to ensure that it happens right. Mm. At what stage is the bailout now? And um, when should we expect the assent from the president? So, you know, a lot of these things go as a process-driven, process-driven. So right now it's in, it's in the, it's in, I guess you like a better word, it's in a train, right? There's, there's a train that just kind of has a, a terminal date, right? So the minute... Uh, as per law, um, the minute the bill is transmitted from the National Assembly to the uh, uh, to the executive arm of our government, uh, branch of our government, it's, uh, I believe it's 30 days that the president has to accept. So um, I can't say exactly which date, but, but we're definitely on the pathway to getting uh, the accent in the bill and having a Nigerian startup bill become the Nigerian startup act. So before the end of the year 2022? Oh, certainly. And we are talking about this month. Right, uh, you know, one of the key things that uh, that uh, that the bill has been heralded for is, is, is the pace and speed at which it uh, it has a, it has reached where it is now. And I'll tell you that you know one of the key uh, reasons uh, that's happened is the approach that the, the process in which the bill was developed, which we call the Big Tent approach, where a lot of people who are involved in the ecosystem or peripheral to the ecosystem were involved in the process. And ultimately, like you know, you let some techies get into policy making, they're going to find ways to hack the process. And try to expedite the process. So, you know, a lot of the things that would generally derail uh, policy development or legislative development, you know, where were, were approached very early on, and um, almost most people who would be uh, would see the, the document further down in the process were able to be involved very early in the process and, and felt they were participatory to the, to the entirety of its creation. So that has led to this where we, you know, we can't even say the end of the year. I mean, unless barring any major issues in the final document uh, that has come from the National Assembly, uh, I see no reason why it won't be accepted to this month. Mm. Okay, I would um, allow for um, the online participants to, you know, give their take, comments, questions, <coughs> contributions at this point. Um, I would allow OM um, go first and uh, then, okay, Nicholson, Nicholson just raised his hand. So, okay, Nicholson, um, please go first and then OM um, would, um, Nicholson, please introduce all yourself and then ask. All right, all right thank you very much, Anthony. Um, um, Osaritin, well, thank you very much for joining and OM. Uh, I don't know if OM is okay for me to go ahead, being that he was the first to call. I would like your permission, please. Okay, um, thanks very much, Worm. Now, my name is Nicholson Aleke. I work with InterSwitch. I'm responsible for sales and account management with the payment services uh, division at InterSwitch. All right. All right. So, sometimes um, with um, government and uh, government personnel regarding our regulators, that's what I was trying to remember, uh, as per how the tech industry, how our digital economy is being influenced by regulation and government. 
I'm always very excited when I hear the uh, bill. I was quite excited, and it's especially around its focus on technology. Um, you, you're aware that um, we know that technology actually has um, a peripheral responsibility, or should I say, it has been responsible for economic development in this country as of now. And uh, we also know uh, the the business um, collateral that has coming from technology in Nigeria as a whole, concerning the economy itself. Um, but my question is this: What would you say is your roadmap to the, to implementation? Um, my because my challenge really is. Um, most of the time, there's a lot that's been done by government. There's a lot of effort being done by government to improve the economy, you know. And when I say what I say, because I've engaged a lot of people in government. I have um, family and government that do a lot for the government as well. But my question is this, what is the roadmap? Because we do not get to see on a large scale all the efforts that's being placed or is being put into um, improving the economy with all what you're doing. I know you're doing a lot, um, Osiris is doing a lot to ensure that the government is very much involved in what's going on and in developing the economy itself. But can you just help us with like a roadmap to watch exactly on how you intend to deliver on this once the bill is passed? So I would say, I would say, excellent question. Thank you very much. Um, it gives me an opportunity to speak to uh, what I now call the work is ahead. Um, you know, I think when you do projects like this, you find yourself creating phrases to you know, remind yourself of, of what's going on. So I've started telling people that, yes, great, the bill is about to be accented, but uh, and it's gonna become an act, fantastic, I will celebrate, um, but the work is actually ahead. Now, um, when we say the work is ahead, we've been working over the last couple of months now um, on, 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 uh, on the implementation plan. Uh, and the implementation, we, the way we see it is in, is in two, two parts. Now, part one is implementation into government at the federal level, so the actual bill that we have ensuring that, that gets implemented and creating the right implementation structure that will get that bill implemented with uh, sustainability in mind, right? Um, I was recently, I was really speaking uh, on a panel uh, very recently uh, where I was asked a question that was quite similar to this. And I, I drew and I drew attention to the fact that, you know, one of the things that we need to be conscious of, especially those of us who are appointees, um, a terminal, I'll call it terminal appointees, as in the sense that there's an end date to when I'm, I'm sitting in this chair that I'm sitting in right now. Um, we need to take you know, a conscious uh, uh, sense of the government that stays and the government that leaves, right? I am the government that leaves, and this bill takes into good sense the government that stays in the implementation of the bill. It also takes good sense of the fact that the ecosystem is actually broken up into two major parts. Um, having been a founder myself and you know been in a startup advisor for years now, uh, if you ask me prior to this process, uh, ecosystem, I would say, well, it's us, me, you know, me, you know, uh, Nicholson and Ewen, we are the ecosystem. And Anthony, let's not leave Anthony, you know, Anthony is the is the, is the fourth government, right? We are the ecosystem. But having been a policymaker over the last twenty-four months, I can tell you that the ecosystem is actually made up of policymakers and entrepreneurs. Right, policymakers, and I call them the practitioners. These are the two sides of the ecosystem, and it's important that these two sides continue to remain engaged even through the implementation. So, even the bill is set up in a way that the the ecosystem. Sorry, I've been making a mistake in my explanation. Is that the practitioners are in the process, right? In the implementation process, they have ownership in the implementation process, right? So, key parts of the bill. Uh, you know, the council, which has the president and the vice president sitting, has representation from the practitioner side uh, sitting in there. Um, the consultative for, uh, forum, which is, is made up of solely practitioners, 
is tied directly into the secretariat of the entire uh, bill and the whole bill process and the, and the formulation of and dissemination of the ideas and execution of the different uh, provisions is closely tied together. So that those things would ensure that you know that the owners or the recipients of the value, which are the practitioners, can continue to partner and collaborate with the policymakers to ensure that the Nigerian Startup Bill does what the Nigerian Startup Bill is supposed to do. And I will also add to that that to me, a key performance indicator will be that you know in the year 2023-24, you know Nicholson and OM are leading, you know, NSA2. They are part of the team that's actually trying to do amendments to the bill because we've now lived with the bill for a year. We've now seen things that are working that didn't work. And we want to make changes. And I'm only referenced in, in history as in, oh, that was the guy who, who started it and so forth and so on. But now, you know, there are new people who are now seeing that the bill was just a foundation and we need to build onto it. So sustainability is a big part uh, of, of the entire process. We want this to be able to last and be able to add the value it needs to add. So that's one. Two is state adoption, right? So uh, there's a lot of interesting conversation happening on the continent as far as uh, tech-enabled businesses. I mean, a lot of conversation, a lot of phone calls are, co are happening, coming to Nigeria. Uh, a lot of countries want to know how we did it. That's on the on the on the on the on the uh, supranational on the on the on the continent level, where every country is looking at saying, "How can we do a startup bill?" But that aside, we are looking at every state adopting the Nigerian startup bill, and it's already happening. Kaduna, Lagos, Enugu, Ekiti, you know, none of these states are looking. Anambra, I think, is just starting something now, looking at how to make the Nigerian startup bill work at a state level. You know, this goes back to my original uh, example earlier on, which was, "What's the difference between?" you know, Silicon Valley, Silicon Alley, at San Antonio and Miami. It's legislature, it's policymaking, right? Um, so down the road, I envision when, you know, we want to create a business and you, you look at it, it won't just be Lagos. You won't say I'm going to Lagos. You know, you, you build your idea uh, at the location that best suits you, right? Um, because in that area, the legislature and the policies that we put in place works best for your business and gives you certain business advantages. So therefore, you are in Quara. So therefore, you are in Zamfara. In fact, Zamfara has announced that they want to adopt the Nigerian Startup Bill. So has Yobe, as, as also announced. So the number of states are warming up. I think what's the impediment in our way is actually the fact that we, we, we've come very close to elections and not close, we're actually in election season already. And that would, would, would sort of slow that process of state adoption. And we need to continue to you know, basically pick up after the new governments in different states have been put in place. But I, I'll just recap again and say, you know, the two things to ensure that this is implemented, right, is the implementation plan, uh, continue collaboration and engagement in the entire ecosystem, and two, uh, ensuring that we adopt uh, at every state. So the question will now be, you know, why is your state, uh, as a stakeholder, uh, you guys on the call today and people listening, why is your state now adopting Nigerian startup bill? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, Nicholson, would you want to um, do any follow-up or should we just go straight to OM? Because that's it's like the final chance. This is We're wrapping up now. Oh, okay. Oh, we're wrapping up already. Wow. I have tons of questions to ask. <laughs> I'm here. Goodness. Because I'm very, very much interested in this bill. I'll, I'm very, very, very much interested in it. And I, I'm, I'm an advocate of... Um, of of economic development, and um, I believe strongly that tech is tech is actually going to be the solution to a lot of things. Um, I attended a blockchain event yesterday, and I was surprised that the hall, the, the, it was over 3,000 young people were in that hall, and they were not there looking for jobs. 
they were there to ask questions around how they can that they can leverage and become better on what they are doing as per and that's regarding blockchain and not even regarding the regular payment services that we're talking about they are talking blockchain they're talking web3 they're talking nfts you know and I, which is supposed to be the next level so i'm very excited about what is going on and i wish we could have another session and have more time to talk about this but i'll just drop one more question and probably allow Uwem to also speak so i don't take your whole time and um that's around acceleration incubators and hubs I know this is part of the strategy that's been put into um, establishing the startup bill, especially regarding the digital transformation. And so my question now is going to be around how do you intend to um, to pick um, the, the, the facilitators to ensure that this is resolved, as this is delivered effectively, like your accelerators, your incubators, the hubs, the trainings that you have to do, um, the go-to markets that you have to take on. So, um, how do you, what, what are going to be, your, what's going to your criteria going to be, and how open are you to um, other facilitators that are outside to join you in this work that you're doing? Okay, so, yes, yeah, so I, I got the question in the end. So, no, the, 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 so, there's this thing called, we call the Big Tent approach, right? And it almost sounds uh, unreal, on, on most people don't believe it. You know, so I, I'll describe it this way. I don't know if you've ever been to a circus or seen a circus in the movie. Uh, circus has no doors, it's open. And it's held up by poles, um, and you know, and the tent is open and, and large, and, and it welcomes everybody, right? Um, we welcome anybody to come be a pole and to hold up the tent. The tent is the idea of the Nigerian startup bill. We there's there's really no barriers to entry. Um, you know, it, it's 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 an opportunity for everybody to be involved. The bill itself has provisions to support um, hubs and 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 and, and the likes. Um, and that's the linkage. Like I said earlier, the number of linkages that we have to ensure the bill sets up and those linkages work properly. So there's a provision in the bill to support to support uh, hubs and incubators, uh, and also the getting the the, the message out there uh, is will be part of the implementation process. That's ultimately going to be part of the communication uh, in the entire building. And I'm sure, of course, you just said training. You know, training is a, is a good part. People need to understand. What their benefits are, so they can be able to tap into it. They need to understand their rights within the bill, so they can tap into it. That's a big area, you know. So if you if you ask me, if you asked me last night, I mean, I can't lie. This is not how open. I had not I had not even thought about training, right? But I'm sure in the larger implementation scheme, right, it's there. It will it will flow through. But if I spend time thinking, hmm, interesting, we should, you know, we communicate with people. We, communication is great, but that's you know loudspeaker, you know, communication. Uh, you put on social media. These are your rights. But what about small block training what about small gatherings where you actually sit there and say these are your rights know your rights so there you go off of this conversation know your rights in the nigerian startup bill is the program we're going to start thank you interesting okay okay so um you heard that first here and um uh let's um let's have you speak um my name is um i lead investment and operation at investing capital which is the abc firm operating out of Lagos with investments across sub-saharan africa well, to be honest what's the company called Ingressive capital. Oh, ingressive. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you've oh, sorry, it's a well done. You've actually touched on some of the things that I, I, I was thinking about, and Nicholas kind of touched on one of the, the the core things that kind of bothered me. Number one is a big part of implementation is education and you know sharing information with everybody. And I really wanted to know what the thinking or the apparatus is for in terms of engaging the ecosystem and engaging all the practitioners and letting them know this is what obtains in the Nigerian startup bill and this is what is allowed or this is what is not allowed. What are we, what are we going to be doing in terms of that? Because everybody just screams, this is good for tech, right? This is good for startups. 
But we most people don't know the contents of the Nigerian startup bill. They just know that there's something in the works. What are you doing regarding that? Or what, what are the plans for that? So I, I'll put it this way. There's, there's, you, can, you can communicate, right? But the question is, are we listening, right? So I will flip the question back and say, dear ecosystem, this bill is for you. Um, you may have not heard when it was being stated, but it, we're going to start putting it out there again. I mean, you can go to our social media. You can go to we are everything, YouTube. We have a newsletter. So it's not one of those programs where anybody can say, oh, there was no information. I was, you know, I, I can, I can, I, with my chest wide open, I can say that I was very, very particular of this day when Judgment Day will come, when somebody will say, oh, <laughs> it was done in secret. And I would just say, oh, really? Go to YouTube. We have a newsletter. Mind you, these are volunteers, though creating this content. There's a newsletter released every week. You're not a subscriber? Oh, well, okay. Uh, we have a website. You've never been to the website? <laughs> Interesting. You know, there's a YouTube channel. There's content. We won't have animation. We have done cartoons, right? So, in fact, we have drama. People have done drama. I mean, what are you talking about? We even we got to a point, and that's why franchising our communication out. And I said, hey, you, you read the bill. Say you read the bill. Do your own content. Don't bring it back to us. Just do it yourself. You, you're in the Nubu, go ahead, do your own small meeting. Do content. Do you understand? We were having town hall meetings around Nigeria. Ask me how many I attended. None. Because the bill is not about me. It's about us. Right? The bill was on the website for a while. Did people read it? I don't know. Some people did. The summary was, was out there. The summary has changed because it has gone through national assembly process. But it's still the crust of it. Have you seen the summary? So it's a, it's a case, I wouldn't, you know, I, I could answer that question differently and say, oh, yes, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. But I think if I did that, it would have been a great disservice to all the work that's been done. There's an amazing team of people out there, I mean, amazing, who have worked tirelessly for two years, unpaid, volunteers. I mean, every time I see a newsletter uh, review, a newsletter review, I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, these people are still writing newsletters 24 months every week. A newsletter is released by Nigerian Startup Bill, right? So we've been doing stuff to get the information out there. And we'll continue. And we can only get better. So what will happen is now that it's become an act, once it's the accented, it's a presidential document right now, so we can't start releasing what's in there. Once the bill is now a public document again, we'll start educating um, uh, people, start putting the communication out. They'll probably do more cartoons. Uh, you're going to start hearing things from states. The state adoption team has been, has been put together. They're going to start launching. There's going to be communications. There's a huge communications plan uh, that, that's going to be deployed. And we're going to add to it. I mean, in fact, just to show you how, how responsible we are, the Nigerian startup bill, soon to be act, I've already sent a message to the team. Know your Nigerian startup act rights. I need a program on that. I've sent it to the team, and they're going to start working on that. So it's there, right? So the question is, are you listening, right? And that's the challenge that, you know, I hope people who are listening today, listening today, um, and, you know, both of you who are here today, uh, will also, you know, share that, that communication to others, right? There, there's zero excuses. I mean, I was on a, on a podcast recently where I said, I, I don't want to get to excuses, right? There's, there's zero excuses. It's time to just say, this is something that will be to the benefit for all of us. So let's all participate in one form or another to ensure this gets implemented correctly that my state adopts this bill, and that my neighbor and the person who's next to me carrying a computer says he wants to be a technology person understands that there's such a thing as a Nigerian startup bill soon to be act, and soon gets to be part of the Know Your Rights 
in the Know Your Nigerian Startup Act rights um, uh, programs that will be that will be everywhere. You know, thanks to this conversation today. I have one more question uh, because I'm a big fan of M&E. That's monitoring and evaluating whatever endeavor you're going on. Is there um, is there a plan to sort of track how this has been implemented over time and see what can be changed or improved? Yes, great question. So there's two ways, right? So we all, I mean, I'm a, I'm a project guy as well. So if, if it did not happen, it did not happen, right? So um, in the bill itself, there's it's such a thing called a council agent. It's in the bill. It's not. It's black and white. The council agent actually is meant to monitor the entire thing, and it's a third party outside. Basically saying, hey, you said you're going to do yellow. You're not doing yellow. And they will issue their own reports, right? That is one. So that's a safeguard in the bill. But more importantly, more, more importantly, um, I think in Nigeria, we are fooled into thinking that we don't have a voice. We do have a voice. Um, political, political will is built on political sentiments, right? The sentiments of every single Nigerian, every single young Nigerian uh, uh, is actually captured and is evaluated and politicians make decisions based on those sentiments. So if you don't see how important, I mean, you know, we just did national honors today. Go look at the list. For the first time in a long time, you see a bunch of technology people are on mm -hmm. there. You know, however you feel about that, about national honors, doesn't matter. The fact is that it's, 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 it's forefront in the mind of, of, of the country, of the country's leaders, that this sector, 18% is critical, right? So what does that mean? It means don't exit. No, and I don't mean Japa. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> as you are here, because you can be here early and, and be very here and still exit. And exit can be defined by saying, oh, it's not me, it's them. No, 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 no. Participate in the process. Demand that the Nigerian startup deal be executed and implemented as the letter of the law and continue to participate in the process and keep the process alive to ensure that when it's now time to do NSA 2, you are part of it. You are leading it. It's there. I, if you see me NSA 2, then you know something that is wrong. That, that's a key indicator right there. If you see also the Saiting Gobadia involved as in leading forefront of NSA 2, then there's a problem, right? You, you get that point, right? Mm -hmm. State adoption has a leader. It's not me. It's somebody else, right? So if a year from now, two years from now, we're looking at the bill and we say, oh, you know, Kai, that provision, it was a good idea then. It no longer makes sense. So we need to change it. And we need to change provision four and five and ten. If it's me that is doing it, then we have a problem. That would be that would be the, wherever you're sitting, you know that's not right. Hmm. Okay. And right now, right. how can how can you know those who want to key in, those who want to participate, those how can they reach out and how can they start getting involved? Channels and things like that. We have a normal normal medium. People hit us on every medium. You can hit us on on the web. You can hit us on. Uh, on any of our social medias and people contact you. People contact you all the time and I send them right to the team, they get contacted and they get placed in the team. Because I mean, one of the things you have to think about is when you're running a program like this with volunteers, when I say volunteers, I mean 98.9% .9 of the people involved in the Nigerian Startup Bill are unpaid volunteers. So it's only natural that they, they get tired. It's only natural that they move on. It's only natural they move on to something else. So there are roles that come up you know, every now and then, you know, key roles in communication, in engagement, in, uh, in, uh, in the policy writing, in a number of different areas where you can come in and, and add value, right? Uh, so it's it, over our norm, normal mediums. Um, I, think, I mean, my LinkedIn, people have sent me messages there, they have involved in the project. People have written me messages on LinkedIn saying, I want to write a report. I say, please write a report if you need anything from me. I will volunteer or bring people or, or whatever. So we're open. You know, that idea of open tent and the fact that it's truly a 
uh, per unit. And when I say per unit, I mean each individual uh, driven type process. Uh, and and any any anybody saying that you know that they're not involved is a choice. It's not a, there's no barriers to involvement. I mean, if I mean, I give you an example. When we first started, we had so many people who wanted to volunteer. It got to a point that we couldn't even use the volunteers. So we just said, please, eh, we can't really use you, but can you just repost? We had a group of 100 people. All they did was repost. But if I was to consider all the people who added value to the program, those 100 people are all value added to the program. They were involved, right? So there are different ways that you can help uh, a process move forward. And you know, it's just about finding your, your spots. Mm. Thank you very much. Now, the conversation, the discussion, all of these things continue after here. You know, we spend a few more minutes on the call, um, the live session. This is where it comes to an end. Uh, but then in our communities, in our states, in, you know, our own tech startups, the communities we're in, let's just keep this conversation going and when implementation starts you know after ascent of the bill let's all keep on engaging and let's ensure that you know this digital economy that we're you know building and we're trying to get at the digital nigeria we can all achieve it and all be beneficiaries to it thank you thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com